be together in this time, in this place, to be in the sanctuary, to be at home, to know that God's Spirit joins us together. The community of love holds us and supports us. Welcome to this time of worship. Um, if you're worshiping with us for the first time, my name is McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister at Grace United Church here in Hanover. A couple of announcements for today. Um, an exciting announcement. Today at 11.30, um, our children and youth are doing a ukulele concert. So if you're able to stick around after the service to share in their ukulele concert, it will be right here. You can even stay in your seat if you want until it happens. But you are welcome to attend that um, concert. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who um, donated food to our uh, memorial food drive. Thank you to the Stewardship Committee for organizing it. Um, and thank you to everyone who helped move the food on Tuesday. I am very excited to share that this year we gathered 439.9, we'll round it up to 440 pounds, 440 pounds of food, of items and $250 in um, cash donations. So let's give each other a round of applause. And we ask God to bless those offerings as they go out to um, serve our community. When you came in, you would have noticed a Christmas tree up um, with little tags on it. That's our angel tree once again this year. Um, Stewardship is collecting for the angel tree, and on there you'll find the little tags, and it'll have the age and, and gender, I think age and gender of a child, I think the age and gender of a child, and um, you can buy a gift for that child or youth and bring it back to the church. Um, the last Sunday of collecting will be on December 5th. If you're worshiping at home and you want to take part, call the office and we'll, um, We'll set you up with one of the, the cards that are on the tree. We do have some printed services now are available, um, the full services including the sermon. So if you know somebody who would um, like to have the full service um, that you could deliver to, or if you need the full words to, um, if you have trouble hearing and you need the full words, there's four copies at the back there. They're on the little um, plant stand type table. Um, our ushers can give it to you as well. Um, and feel free to take a copy of that. If you need more, let me know. If you're at home and would like one um, taken to you or emailed to you, please contact the office. As I shared last week, we have been cleared to sing again in the church, thanks to all the hard work people have been making over the last year and a half of taking care of each other, of getting vaccinated. So you are invited to sing in worship if you would like. Um, but after years and years and years of, of all of us saying to each other, let's sing louder, let's sing louder, we're invited to sing softly and to wear our masks during the singing properly over nose and mouth and to sing as if you're singing to the person um, beside you, not as if you're singing to me. We'll return to that one day, but right now we sing softly. And during the summer, we had a couple of special projects that um, are worth celebrating. Um, 
this is not new, but I've been away and I've come back and the parking lot has been done. So thank you to property for organizing that. Um, we've had a new camera purchased for recording our services. I went on YouTube and watched the, um, a piece of the service from last week and the image is a lot clearer and we all know what it's like to worship from home now and we know that many, many people who are part of our worshiping family worship from home. So we are glad for that um, purchase. As well as most of you won't see it because you don't go upstairs, but there was broken tiles. Um, when you went up the stairs, the landing outside the balcony, that has been replaced. Many of these purchases were made um, through the special gift fund and are a wonderful way that the legacy gifts people have left to the church over the last um, number of years are being used to enrich our life and our worship. Um, some of that is also from our weekly offering that have helped carry us through this past year and continue to help us to live out our ministry in all times. So thank you to all who donate to the special gifts funds. Thank you to all who give weekly. Um, it really does make a difference in our life. And um, we ask God's blessing on all these wonderful projects that have happened as they welcome people into our worship family, whether it's the parking lot, the new floor, or the camera that allows us to worship together over space, time, and distance. I think that's all the announcements, unless someone waves at me frantically saying they had another announcement. No. Then as we gather and worship, we remember that we at Grace United Church here in Hanover are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and that we are gathered on the traditional territories of the Mississauga, Ottawa, and Anishinaabawaki nations. We all know that words are not enough. They are only the beginning of building relationship. Part of the practice of building right relationship is building relationships. There's a long history in our country and in our church as well of non-Indigenous people defining who Indigenous people are. From giving nations new names to promoting harmful stereotypes to writing history in a way that sometimes excluded. The church has played a part in all of this. And the United Church has made a commitment through the calls to the church from the Indigenous Church, made a commitment to honor self-determination among Indigenous communities of faith. This commitment means that Indigenous churches get to name who they are, how they are going to function as church, and they get to share their gifts with all of us throughout the whole church. This week, I invite us to reflect on how we can learn to listen and build relationships. For me, I've been thinking about it as we prepare for the service today, and one of the things I'm going to do, inspired by a colleague of mine, is I'm going to spend some time online this week. I'm going to explore the websites, and I've joined a couple Facebook pages for the Chippewas of Saugeen Nation, just north of us, and the Chippewas of Nawash, unceded territory further up the peninsula. And I'm going to listen and learn as people share their own story. And we pray that as we mark the traditional name, the traditional territory, we pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationships. Friends, as we gather in worship, let us light our Christ candle, remembering that God is indeed with us, that Christ is present wherever 
two or more come together in his name and way. And let us join in our call to worship and our opening prayer. Come from wandering, come into worship. Come with your longings, your questions, and your fears. In the wilderness, remember, God is here. God is here. And let us join in prayer. Ever-present God, your spirit draws us together, those of us who are here in person and those of us who are worshiping remotely. In this time that is still so different than what we once knew and not yet what we long for, help us to know that in this moment we are not alone. You are with us, we are with one another. Help us to make our home in this moment, feeling the strength of community and your love ever leading us. Amen. We're doing that time for young and young at heart a little differently than we used to. We're not coming up to the front, but we're invited to share where we are. And I know we won't be able to all hear each other, but there's something about sharing together and maybe the people around you hearing your responses and thinking about faith in, in this way. So I invite you to think about songs. I'm just gonna take that off. About songs, about songs you love, that you like to hear, that you like to sing. I invite you to name a song that when it comes on, fills you with joy. Maybe you start singing away as top loud as you can and the drivers next to you see you going. <laughs> What's a song that brings you joy? Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Every song. Every song. <laughs> yeah. Life is a highway. Like a diamond? Life is a highway. Life is a highway. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else want to share? A wonderful world. What a wonderful world. Yeah. How about a song that um, makes you feel, that, that maybe touches you deeply, that maybe brings a tear to your eye, that just makes you feel something deep or sad or, or makes you feel. Streets of London. Streets of London. Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Yeah. How about a song that reminds you of your childhood? Yep. Yeah, Sharon, Lois, and Bram. That was my childhood too. Anyone else? The Happy Wanderer. The Happy Wanderer. Yeah. This land is your land. This land is your land. The Littlest Hobo theme song. The Littlest Hobo theme song. Yeah. There's all sorts of songs that float around in our, our brain. If, I'm sure if we stopped and counted all the songs that we can think of, that's a lot of songs. And we can think of songs that make us happy, songs that make us sad, the songs that make us remember, maybe even songs that we just don't want to hear again because they just keep coming up or they remind us of a difficult time. In our Bible, there's lots of songs. There's a whole book of songs, songs the Psalms, were congregational songs. They were songs that people a long time ago came in worship to sing. They sang at home in worship to sing. Songs when they were excited, songs when they were scared, songs when they were just asking God why. And they touched every part of their lives. 
Now, what does it feel like, and we've had experience not doing it, what does it feel like to sing together again? Anybody? Joyous. Joyful. Happy. Great. Happy, great. There's power in singing together, singing songs of joy, singing songs of our sadness, singing songs of our needs and wants and wonderings. It reminds us that we're not alone. It reminds us that God is with us. It reminds us that we're part of a community that holds us and supports us. And that's why singing has been such a big part of our lives and our church, why singing has been part of humanity for so long. May God bless all the songs that connect us to one another, to God, all the songs that help us feel deeply and share boldly. Amen. And let us hear how our gifts to the Mission Service Fund are blessing the lives of people near and far. Good morning. Today's Mission and Service reading, No Way to Treat a Child, Obida's Story. Military violence exposes children to unimaginable brutality. I was on my way to the store when they arrested me, Obaida, a Palestinian child from Al Arub refugee camp, says to the camera. When they took me for interrogation, they bound my hands in plastic cords. They used two of them so that I couldn't move my hands at all. My eyes were covered in a thick blindfold that also covered my nose and made it hard to breathe. He's talking about the first time he was detained by Israeli military forces. Obaida was only 14. Palestinians in the West Bank, including East Jerusalem and the Gaza Strip, have lived under Israeli occupation since 1967. Anyone, including children, can be arrested without a warrant if there is suspicion that a security offense has been committed. According to the United Church of Canada's mission partner, Defense for Children International Palestine, or DCIP, Israeli forces detain and prosecute around 700 Palestinian children every year. 13,000 Palestinian children have been detained by Israeli forces and held in military detention facilities since the year 2000. Israel is the only country in the world that routinely convicts children in military courts, which are known to lack fair trial guarantees. On May 17, 2021, just a month shy of his 18th birthday, Obaida was tragically killed. He was one of the 67 children who were killed by Israeli forces during an 11-day military assault on the Gaza Strip. Palestinian children, like all children, deserve a childhood that is free of violence. Your mission and service gifts support DCIP in defending and promoting the rights of children living in the West Bank, including East Jerusalem and the Gaza Strip. Thank you for helping to provide a safe and just future for all children. Psalm 137 verses 1 through 4. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept. When we remembered Zion, there on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs, our tormentors demanded for songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 4 through 8. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not increase. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. 
Pray to those lords for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. And eat what they produce. May God bless the words that I share, and may God bless all of our reflecting and daydreaming and wondering and digging deeper into life and faith. Have you ever found yourself in a time that was very different from what you had known before? Maybe it came because of a change in your life, a new job, a new school, kids moving to school, a a move that you've made, a change in a relationship, the death of a loved one, a health issue, and we're going to name it a pandemic that changes everything around us. I invite you to think about one of those moments where your life was very different from what you had known before. I invite you to think about what did it feel like to be in that unfamiliar place, that strange land. What was difficult? Was there anything that was exciting and life-giving in one of those changes? What helped you in that time of change to feel like you had your footing again, that you were okay, that you could make it through that different kind of moment and the changes that it brought? Change happens. Change happens for all sorts of different reasons. Transition is the process of finding our place within the changed reality of our lives. Change comes and transition follows, sometimes right away and sometimes much later, sometimes with ease and sometimes with struggle, sometimes with joy and other times with grief and letting go. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. Judah, the kingdom of Judah, has been conquered. The walls of Jerusalem have been breached. The temple is now destroyed. There has been death and there has been destruction. A new occupation of the kingdom of Judah has taken hold as the mighty and expansive Babylonian empire claims the land. The political and the social leaders and the influencers of Judah have been taken by force to live in Babylon, separated from their nation so as not to inspire rebellion and uprising. What do you do? What do you do when the promised land has been conquered and the people have lost yet again their freedom? How do you make sense of life when the temple, the heart of your faith, the seat of God amongst the people lies in ruin. The words of the poet of Psalm 137 sing of the pain, the pain of those who find themselves in the strange land of Babylon, forcibly removed from their people, questioning, grieving, and searching for answers. 
by the rivers of Babylon. There we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Friends, between August 1st and November 1st, we got to experience life in a strange land. During those months, we stepped out of our normal relationship together, out of our normal patterns, okay, as normal as they could have been during a pandemic, but we stepped out of our regular life together. I'm very thankful and glad to be back with you now, but I'm also very thankful to all of you for your willingness to allow me to step away from our ministry together for that time during those months so that I could experience a ministry in a very different way and I could serve the over 400 communities of faith that make up Western Ontario Waterways, Horseshoe Falls and Antler River Watershed Regional Council as the Acting Pastoral Relations Minister. That area covers all the churches south of Tobermory and just south of Midland, down to Niagara Falls and Windsor, over from Mississauga, from Mississauga over to Windsor. I'm thankful that we both got an opportunity, as hard as it was sometimes for me and maybe for you too, I'm glad we got that opportunity to step away from each other for a short time, to learn, to reflect, and now to return to our relationship. During those three months, life was very different for me. I didn't write a sermon. I didn't do a pastoral visit or do many of the other things that I am so used to doing after 14 and a half years of congregational ministry. Instead, for me, ministry looked like supporting congregations of faith by clarifying the pastoral relations policies of the United Church of Canada and, our regional, and the regional councils. Pastoral relations is the fancy churchy word for the relationship between a minister and a community of faith, a congregation. I helped to resource communities of faith undergoing a search for a new minister or supply minister or candidate. I supported ministry and personnel committees working through conflict or other issues that had arisen amongst their minister or staff and or congregation. I responded to hundreds of emails, dozens of phone calls, led several workshops and training events, and when I counted at the end of my three months, I had a direct connection with over 145 different churches. And as I was sharing this work, connecting with so many different churches, I realized that those people I was, assi or I was assisting were also finding themselves like me in a strange land. They were trying to navigate questions around caring for their employees in the midst of a pandemic or working through conflict or how to find a new minister and build a new relationship and much more. They were dealing with the new realities like all churches are that have come over the last several decades and a new wider church structure. Things had become different for them. And much of my work, as in congregational ministry, was about accompanying and resourcing, helping churches, helping people when they found themselves in a strange land. And while I was away, 
you too were in a strange land. Let's face it, after five years together, we got pretty used to each other and the way we worship and work together. We have a rhythm. We have a style. We have a comfort together that comes with time and comes with the nurturing of relationship that we have shared with one another. Then all of a sudden, for three months, you were sharing ministry with a new person, with the Reverend Sarah Brewer. And I'm so thankful for her ministry with you while I was away. Because she is not me, she is different than me, she brings different gifts and skills and quirks than me, this meant that you too, that your ministry was different. You were in a strange land too, strange and different. From what I've been hearing, it was a good experience, but it was a different experience nonetheless. For three months as we stepped away from our relationship together and into new relationships, we both had to figure out how to sing in a strange land. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Get married and have children. Jeremiah was a prophet living in Judah during the Babylonian exile. Looking at the occupation of his nation, the destruction of the temple and the political and religious institutions, feeling the people's uncertainties and fears and deep grieving, he shares God's message of hope. In a strange new land, the people are reminded that the holy covenant, the sacred relationship between God and the people, the sacred relationship that shapes how people live with each other and those around them, well, that's not written within the destroyed temple and the scattered institutions. The covenant does not rely on things being okay or familiar or secure. The covenant, the holy relationship, the holy way of life is written, Jeremiah shares, and God shares through Jeremiah. The holy covenant is written on people's hearts. That is, it's written in their lives. Within, with this message to share, Jeremiah writes a letter to the people exiled in Babylon. The people have been hearing prophets saying that there will be an uprising, that they'll be freed soon, that things will change soon. And Jeremiah writes a different letter, sharing God's message in a different way. Make a home where you are right now in the strange land. Share and build relationship, care for each other and the community around you. Yes, even the Babylonians. God tells people to keep on living, to keep on living the holy covenant right where they are. That is how they will sing in a strange land. Gather in community. Remember that you are not alone. Sing, live, take care of each other and live out the covenant that is written on your heart. The book of Jeremiah reminds us that the strange land moments of life can teach us important lessons. Lessons about God, about ourselves, about the life and ministry we are called to live and share together. I look forward to hearing more about your experience of and what you learned in our time apart. 
I look forward to the ways in which our ministry together will be blessed by these lessons that you carry back into our relationship. For me, during my three months, one of the lessons that I learned is the one that I encounter over and over again in our church that I have learned throughout my ministry with congregations. During our time apart, I fell in love with the church again. Or maybe, that's a bit dramatic, but love sometimes needs dramatic language. Maybe a better way of saying it is, I remembered, I was reminded, I was encouraged about why I love the church. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't love you in our church. I'm not saying that I didn't love the wider church. But I was reminded again and again as I interacted with other congregations why I love the church. And in this experience, I felt God's presence teaching me some important lessons. Many, many churches and many, many ministers are struggling wrestling with the realities of lower attendance and aging congregations and financial challenges, with the fact that so much has changed all around us over the years. The pandemic has been hard on all of us and it has stretched and strained churches and pastoral relationships and left some churches in really hard spots. But I saw again and again something else Deeper than all of the struggle and uncertainty, I fell in love with the church again because I was reminded that the church, our church, other churches, the wider church, is made up of everyday, ordinary, wonderful, challenging, quirky people like you and like me, who come together, who choose to come together, bringing all of our experiences into community, bringing all of our questions and wondering and awe moments into community. I saw how churches were blessed by the relationships that people shared with one another, their communities, their neighboring churches, and more. I fell in love with the church again because I heard God's voice through the communities of faith that I was serving, God's voice that I've heard so many times in this and the other churches that I've served. I was reminded of the important lesson, the important message that reaches through scripture and into our shared life and ministry. We are not alone. We are not alone. God is with us. We are not alone. We are with one another. We are not alone. And because of this, we can worship and love and live and serve ourselves and serve one another and serve our world in powerful and life-giving ways. And that doesn't rely on everything being perfect. That relies on us coming together. We are not alone, and because of this, we can live the covenant of God that is written within our hearts and our communities, within all of creation. These last three months were certainly not the first time or the last time we will find ourselves in strange land, in the new places, in different experiences. Life will bring those again and again to each one of us. I'm feeling renewed and refreshed and excited to be back and to see where God is leading us next. 
And I hope that you are too. Friends, in all the moments of life, may we hear the holy voice reminding us, as it did to the people through Jeremiah, that we are never alone. And because of this, we can share. We can share the amazing things that God is doing right here and right now. Amen. And thanks be to God. Friends, we have good news to share with all who feel forsaken and desolate. We have gifts to share with those whose resources are depleted. In those times and places where we cannot give ourselves, we offer our treasures that others may carry forward and extend our ministry. We're not bringing our plates forward, but we're remembering all the gifts that we share, gifts of time, talent, and treasure that allow us to be church in wonderful ways that enrich our ministry so we can serve others. And we ask God to bless all the gifts that we share, that they may be used, O God, to share your love in this world. Amen. And our prayers of the people today were written for Children's Sunday, which we're celebrating with the children, children and youth sharing the scripture readings today and the, the concert soon. It was written by the Reverend Miriam Spies while she was serving as minister in ministry at um, Dundas, on Dundas, the church, St. Paul's United Church in Dundas, as the minister of young families and young adults. Let us join together in prayer. O oh, gracious God, we thank you for the gifts of this day, for the time to gather with all ages as part of the body of Christ in this world. Most of all, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, as he came to be guest and host at our tables. We pray for the faithful all over the world, that all who love you may be united in your service. We pray for the church, for our witness and action together in and around Canada and with our global partners. May we support partners working with children. May we continue to love and serve as Jesus taught calling those on the margins to gather together for God's blessing. O oh God, know our hearts and love us, we pray. We pray for the peoples and leaders of the nations, that they may be reconciled one to another in pursuit of your justice and peace. We pray that our leaders, national, provincial, and local, might serve with humility and grace remembering the needs around them of all people, of all ages. We pray for all who suffer from prejudice, greed, and violence, that the heart of your humanity may warm with your tenderness. We pray especially for all prisoners of politics or religion and for all refugees. We pray for children of the world who face emotional, sexual, or physical violence. Help us challenge behaviors and attitudes that cause harm, and help us become advocates for a world that truly values all children. We pray for the land, the sea, and the sky, that we may live with respect and creation and use your gifts with reverence. We pray that the generations beyond us will love and respect your blessings of creation. O oh God, know our hearts and love us, we pray. 
We pray for all who suffer the pain of sickness, loneliness, fear, or loss, that those whose names are in our hearts, in the hearts of others, are known to you alone, may receive strength and courage. And in the silence of our hearts, we name those dear to us and those we meet yet do not know. O God, know our hearts and love us, we pray. We join all these prayers with the prayers of all your creation, as we join in the prayers that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And as friends, we end this time of worship and go on the service of our lives. May we know that God's covenant written in our hearts carries us through this week, and we've got God's love to share with this world. Friends, let us go in love, let us go in peace, and let us go with God. Amen.